still something we don't know, isn't there? One should certainly hope so. Well, gentlemen, it has been an honour and a privilege. Likewise, Doctor. And if I grow to be half the man that you are, Clara Oswald, I shall be happy indeed. That's right, aim high. <laughs> I won't remember this, will I? The time streams are out of sync. You can't retain it. No. So I won't remember that I tried to save Gallifrey rather than burn it. I have to live with that. But for now, for this moment, I am the Doctor again. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. Once again, this is episode 35, and we are right off the heels of episode, of course, episode 34. And this is actually going out a little bit quicker than normal. Uh, we usually have about a week between, week, week and a half between episodes. But we've had some breaking news over the last couple of days. Some good, some bad, some in between, maybe. Isn't it just all bad? <laughs> yeah, mm. Well, we'll find out. And so let me say this. The voice you just heard is um, the other part of discussing who, Mr. Clarence Brown. Hey, Kyle. How's it going, man? Good to be on again. And yeah, uh, talk a little news. A little breaking news has happened over the past few days. Yeah. Some, like you said, some, well, let's just say some bad, some bad, and some bad. Um, so bad that um, our other partner in crime, Lee Shackelford, is not with us tonight. I think he's uh trying to digest what this news means but we have brought with us through time and space weeping angels or no uh someone who is a fan of doctor who and someone who actually contributed to our christmas episode mr mark wells hey mark hey guys how's it going how's it going uh it's going pretty good how about you Oh, I can't complain. I'm glad to be on the show. Um, sounds like it's going to be an interesting episode. So. I think so, but I want to talk real quick before we get into the news. Tell everyone what you do. You've got a YouTube channel. You've got a website, Facebook. Tell everybody who might not know who Mark Wells is <laughs> and what Dice Junkies is. Tell them what that is. Yeah, so uh, I do a YouTube channel. It's uh, called Dice Junkies. It's it's me and a few friends. Um but yeah, so it's a gaming channel. We do tabletop gaming, PC gaming, and we just discuss stuff that uh, that's on our minds. So yeah, if y'all want to check that out, youtube.dicechuggies.com or dicechuggies.com. We're on Facebook as well, which uh, we, we try to you know spread ourselves out across the uh, the interwebs on different different social media. So just type in Dice Junkies anywhere. I'm sure you'll find us. <laughs> cool 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 and we've also got a link on our website as well and we've got um in the show notes 
all the links to what Mark just mentioned. So, so I've got a quick question, Mark. If you were to give yourself how dedicated a fan of Doctor Who are you, how did you come by Doctor Who? And, and I know you uh, that, like I said, I've heard <laughs> through the grapevine, you've got a tattoo of the Weeping Angels. So that's pretty diehard. So tell me, so that, how did you get into Doctor Who? How did you find Doctor Who? Yeah, so uh, so actually, in my family, the, uh, the the weeping angel tattoo that I have is not the first Doctor Who tattoo. Uh, my brother actually has a uh, Dalek tattoo. Wow. And, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, but that's how I found out about Doctor Who. I mean, I was born in '81, so you know, I was born late in the uh, Doctor Who uh, world. But um, I grew up with brothers and a, a parent who was a fan of the show we watched it on pbs growing up with like blake seven and several other shows um but yeah so pbs was my my source of doctor who growing up and mostly it was the fourth doctor and um the 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 the, the last of the old series uh that that was shown on pbs and then sci-fi channel and then you know i just ate up all the doctor who i could find because i loved the show growing up cool. oh, yeah that, that that's the leg up that both of you guys have over me because i old classic who i have really no experience with it whatsoever and uh it's really you know i really got to catch up on that because i feel like i'm missing a whole swath of things that i should know yeah you really are i mean you're there's a whole level of understanding and appreciation that that you're missing out oh yeah and like mark i also did i caught some episodes on pbs when i was younger but you know it's one of the things where you really don't know what you're watching and you know it's about a doctor you know all, all these years later we're finding out all these details and yeah I, again i just just have to get on you guys' level <laughs> so, so, so mark i think you've already a- answered this question but i'm going to ask it again just for the sake of asking your favorite doctor who is oh tom, tom baker <laughs> you know the fourth was my first that i ever saw and you know you just don't forget your first doctor exactly exactly and and and, and the same for me i mean i i'm sitting here looking at a uh, couch that has a long scarf that just looks <laughs> just like a certain doctor's scarf so you know and on the mantle board i'm looking and have four miniature tardises so yeah um so i have issues <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Look, me and both my brothers begged my grandmother many, many years, like late eighties, when I was really young, still to to sew us, knit us a scarf uh, like Doctor Who. <laughs> so all three of us, uh, she knitted a scarf that I, that I still have because I mean it's awesome. That is awesome, man. <laughs> all right, so I, I, I'm go- since since you told that, I, I'm I'm going to tell a story that I don't think. Well, Clarence, you've never heard this one. I don't think even that I've told this one on Podshot, but I, I, I will tell it here now. When, when I was a kid, like probably four, five, six years old, my grandparents owned this little country mom-and-pop uh, grocery store. And I don't know why my grandfather had a um, a big, huge – well, I guess I do know why he had this big, huge – um, refrigerator box was probably because they bought a refrigerator. Well, my grandfather put me on a pedestal and, you know, anything Kyle wanted, pretty much Kyle got. Well, at some point, I remember my grandfather, uh, I think he either got paper or got 
paint or something, but I had a blue um, uh, cardboard box <laughs> at some point whenever I was a kid, about four or five years old. So, um, wow. So there you go. So don't. So when you said your grandmother's story, I was like, okay, well, now's a good time to tell that one. Nice. So let's uh, get into the news. We've got some bad news that we'll talk about, but let's talk about other news before we get into that. Uh, Clarence, you had some news you wanted to share with us that may not be Doctor Who, but is news regardless. Tell yeah, us. And I don't know if this is just news, but um, the Mississippi Comic Con is getting a Power Ranger uh, this this year around, and they're going to have the blue the original Blue Ranger, David Yost, is going to be coming to the Mississippi Comic Con and you know we just saw a certain Blue Ranger on the episode of Sherlock and I know Cal it has a certain disdain for the Power Rangers <laughs> so I, I thought I'd just put that out there that he's going to be here and uh, you know we, we're talking about going and it'll be exciting exciting to see him alright so Mark what do you think are you a Power Rangers <laughs> fan I, I am not a Power Rangers fan at all like uh, I don't I, I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. Don't be a hater, man. Don't be a hater. <laughs> hey, hey if for everybody that loves Power Rangers, I'm glad for them. Uh, not it's, it's just not me. No, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's not me either. Now, I will say the uh, Power Rangers movie that they're coming out with is the first time that it actually didn't quite look so bad. <laughs> but, but the old uh-huh. school stuff, nah, uh-uh. I can't deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it did look bad, but it's it's, it's still not something that's going to grab my attention. No, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you. But, uh, you know, Clarence, you can have your Blue Ranger all you want and be happy. Yeah, and- see, 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 I was almost going to speak blasphemy and say that's how the classic Who feels to me, but I won't. I won't. I'll okay. stay away from that. <laughs> Okay. I'll stay away. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, uh, that hurt. Well, speaking of, since you brought that up, Clarence, uh, let me say this. You know, uh, I know that you enjoyed watching uh, Dawn of Justice, but, you know, Batman, the movie with Ben Affleck, I hear that they're looking for a director now. Yeah, which is funny because, um, you know, a, a few years back, Affleck had this hit, was it Argo? Which did, did, really, did gangbusters, you know, won all type of wars or whatever. And, man, he just can't seem to find his stride again. And I, I really don't know what it is. Is it just a superhero genre that's kind of uh, stifling him? I, I, I don't know, but I think he had heavy influence in um, Batman v Superman to some extent. And it's just, man, can Warner get it right? I don't know. Yep. Mark, what do you think? Or have you, well, let me ask you this: Have you even seen Dawn of Justice? Uh, is that the Batman versus Superman? Yes. Or? Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I refuse to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand Ben Affleck. If uh, if they need a director, what they need to do is get Kevin Smith to direct it because that's the only person who's ever been able to put Ben Affleck on screen and actually make a decent movie. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when they first announced that he was going to play Batman, and of course the hate was 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 wide and rampant. And yeah, uh, and and the actual product that they delivered didn't do him any more justice. 
But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it it's, was yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're giving uh, so much emphasis to the word justice, but I realized I said the name wrong, and I'm going to channel Lee and uh, for just a moment and say dawn of boredom. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of Dawn of Boredom, uh, another member of the Justice League is being rewritten. Their movie from square zero or from square one or starting point that The Flash is being rewritten from the movie. Yeah, and that one is really surprising because, you know, the vibe, I know I mentioned this before, but the vibe I got from the trailer of seeing The Flash on screen and, and, you know, we saw a brief moment of him in in our Suicide Squad, but but yeah, I, I I really had high hopes for this movie, but the fact that it's starting over is it, kind of uh, is not a good sign. And man, it's just it's just the 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 uh, strikes keep coming at at uh, Warner Brothers, and it's just it's just crazy. I don't know. Or DC. It's just <laughs> man, can they write the ship, Cal? Right, right, well, let know. me ask let me ask Mark a question. Mark, are are you a comic book fan? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've I've read a number of comic books. I'm not up to date at all. Uh, so, as, as, if you ask me what's going on in the recent world of comics, I, I don't know. But I, I'm a fan of all the uh, the, the recent uh, Marvel movies. I think they've been doing a good job. So, so I'm a, I'm a fan in that aspect. All right. Well, let me tell you why I asked that question, and and this is just my opinion here. But it it seems to me that everything that Marvel is doing right in the cinematic world, they're doing wrong in the books right now. And as the reverse, DC, everything they're doing right in the books, they're doing wrong in the movies. So it's like they just kind of need to, you know, tilt one ship needs to tilt another direction. The other ship needs to tilt in another direction because the Marvel books are, are like really boring to me right now. Yeah. I've, I've, I've gathered that from listening to some of your uh, previous episodes. Cause I, I do listen to them all. And uh, yeah, man, that the, the Marvel series you were going over and, and one episode just, just sounded horrid. Uh <laughs> And, and, you know, what's sad is the Marvel characters are the ones that you would think or I would think that I would be the most invested in that I want to be. Because back in, back when when we were young, you know, the D.C., they were the, OK, well, you know, here comes Superman to save the day, you know, or something like that up, up in a way. Whereas Marvel was so realistic. And now it's just like, yeah. So. Well, do you think it could be that we're just getting up? From the whole uh, formation of the MCU, do you think it's just an overload of Marvel and maybe DC is just what's novel and, and less explored at this point? Mm, no, because I'm looking at it from in my mind right now from the books versus the books. And, and if I look at it from uh-huh. the book level, I, I'm looking at it and saying, you know, these are characters that... I'm reading Superman and looking forward to reading Superman. I'm picking up X-Men and going, eh, okay, whatever. And and that's, you know, if you would have said when I was 14, 15 years old that I would be more excited to read Superman than X-Men, I would have laughed at you. So, 
So, so Mark, real quick, I want to ask you from a, 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 a tabletop gaming perspective, are there many superhero or Marvel, Marvel or DC themed games out there that you play or recommend? Oh, now, um, now as a board game or a card game, if you haven't played Marvel's uh, legendary card game, um, it's it's a it's a deck building game. It is a awesome game. It's also it's it's one of the few uh, few games that's that is uh, co op. Oh, so yeah. so so you don't have that group you know, just hating on each other type of mentality. If you have a very aggressive group, you actually work as a team, which is a, a really cool. It's, it's, it's probably the best, uh, Marvel themed game I've, I've played or, you know, superhero themed game I've played. Cool. That sounds interesting. De- definitely would like to check that out. What was the name of that one more time? It's uh, Marvel legendary, Marvel legendary. Cool. All right, Clarence, I know you're, uh, you know, you're, uh, into gaming as well. So, have you ever played like any of the Marvel Capcom or any of the Marvel role playing games or any of those? Yeah, funny you should mention that because I think was it late last year they announced announced a new Marvel versus Capcom, which is like a highly popular uh, fighting game uh, that's been out probably it's been out forever, <laughs> and they keep reiterating it. And I think this is the fourth version. That they're that they announced, but oddly enough, guess who's missing from the Marvel side? And you, I know you're going to be right on the point with this. I'm actually, I have no idea who. What what have we talked about in the Um, book? The Fantastic Four. Well, no, no, no. The the X Men. Um, They missing like the missing. Yeah, the characters they've announced. Well, they're missing from the game. So the characters they've announced are more in line with the MCU characters versus. The classic uh, Marvel versus Capcom games have people like Wolverine, Storm, uh, Cyclops, and 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 it looks like to be that those characters are going to be absent from the games, the next game that's coming out. And I think that kind of falls in line with what we were talking about in, on other shows about how Disney is kind of pushing out the characters that they don't have control over, and, and it's just permeating yeah. to the game itself. And 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 the the question then begs to differ, or are begs to be asked, which is, in the long game, are you hurting yourself by, you know, dismissing the source material that obviously there are fans for? Yeah, I mean, because I remember like Wolverine is like one of the most popular characters on that game, and if there if Wolverine people like Wolverine and Cyclops is not going to be in it. It's, it sounds like a big misstep. Interesting. All right, cool. Cool. All right, well, Mark or Clarence, do either of you have any other news that you could think of? No, no nothing other than the main topic. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's talk about something that we found out about over the weekend, which was, well, unexpected well, both parts of our news or our our main topics today was unexpected, but the first is you know um, very sad. It is the passing of John Hurt or Sir John Hurt, who, as we know, other played many, many, many other things than the War Doctor. But for me, my knowledge of John Hurt of really getting into who is John Hurt was 
seeing him and t- seeing him turn around and hearing, you know, or seeing it on the screen, John Hurt as the Doctor. So, um, Mark, as a Doctor Who f- fan, you know, f- give me your feedback. Oh, I mean, it, it it really stinks to see him go. I mean, I I loved him in as as the War Doctor. He, he did a great job. I was really hoping that it, that you know they could go back and maybe do some more stuff with him. So it's really sad to see him go because now we know that it never happened. Right, right. So Clarence, how, how did you, considering that you're more of the new who, you know, you've admitted many times that you've not, even in this episode, seen a lot of the older stuff. So this is like one of your core doctors. Tell me, yeah, is fu- tell me about it. No, no, no. T- no, it's funny because, I mean, he is one of the core doctors, but we don't see that much of, of him for what a, a movie in, in part of one episode. And, so, and the day and the night of the doctor. Yes. The yes. mini episode. So, Even, I mean, there's not a lot out there of him, but still, I liked him as the war doctor. And I think he played that role really, really well. Um, I think he fit in perfectly. Um, you know, it's also I, I love to see I would love to see more of him as the war doctor. I would would also love to see more of, of uh, a rejuvenated Paul McGann playing, you know, not related to that movie, that whole movie that came out. So um, just as far as being one of the core doctors in the new who is is just it's just sad to see him go. And I'm trying to think of other things that I've seen him in that I may not have realized. I'm looking through Wikipedia. Think he was uh, well, he was he was on he was in Aliens. That was uh, that was the oh. big one. That yeah, he was the one that the uh, the alien actually you know came out of, wasn't it? Yeah, really? yeah. Huh. So that um, and if you have you seen Spaceballs? I mean, that plays oh, back yeah. oh, on, yeah. on his scene in Aliens. You know, they're in the cafe and it jumps out of them. So. Uh, that was a great scene. Yeah, he was yeah. in Harry Potter. He's the one who gave Harry his wand. Yeah, the wand guy. Uh, he yeah, was in I've Elephant Man. <laughs> so, so he's been, you know, he's been in a lot of stuff, or was in a lot of stuff uh, more, before. More recent. Uh, I don't know if you've you guys have seen it, but uh, he did a really good job in Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. Uh, huh. He's in Hellboy as well. Oh, really? Yeah, Hellboy okay. was a good one. Yeah. And you know, he, he seems to be looking back at all these different versions of characters he plays. It's very quickly, or it was very quickly evident to me that he's one of these people who try and almost regenerates his look because he he looked so different for each particular character, regardless of whether. You know, his age was younger or older, but you take the person, the way they had him made up of give, of the guy that gave Harry Potter the wand versus the war doctor. To me, yeah. it didn't even look like the same person. Yeah, not, I didn't realize he had been, you know, living with pancreatic ca- cancer for a while um, and he was still still working all through that. So, yeah, it's just just sad news, man. Well, you know, if you look back and you see 
when when they brought Sarah Jane back in 2006 up through her death in you know 2009 2010 if you go or or when when whatever year that I think it was 2009 2010 but, but regardless but up through her death you go back and you look at her appearances you can see that she was rather aging a little bit quickly and now knowing that pretty much that entire time she was fighting cancer as you know and just no one knew about it but you look at how she looked you could tell okay you know her body was you know going through things because she aged very quickly in the you know in that 45 year period and so, is he like I'm trying to think of the, the doctors that have passed? Is he one of how many have passed? Two, uh, three? Well, we have uh, William Hartnell has passed. Uh, John Pertwee has passed. Um, there is, um, you know, Patrick Troughton. He has passed. Now, um, you know, we've got John Hurt has passed. And there's also the gentleman who played William uh, Hart, uh, Hartnell in. The five doctors, Richard Herndahl, uh, he's passed as well. So he's kind of like honorary mention because he actually played the first doctor in the fifth doctor, you know, in, in the five doctors. Yeah. Speaking of, have you ever seen, uh, I'm sure you have, Mark, have you ever seen the five doctors? Oh, yes, yes. I actually own a copy of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, for uh, you know, for this moment, uh, regardless of what John Hurt is, the doctor again. So, um, you know, we you know we're glad we got to see him as the doctor. He, you know, he kind of as I think um, a good way to put it maybe is he gave us the doctor we never knew we needed. So yeah. there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Surprise. Well, and and don't forget that uh, you know even though. We didn't get any more shows from him, you know, and we're not going to see that doctor. Uh, he'll still live on. I mean, if uh, if if you guys don't read the books, like uh, he, there's some really good books, or uh, at least one. I, I read the in- Engines of War, which had to do with his doctor. That was really good. Um, and so there's always that opportunity that his stories will live on, and and that and that character. True. True. And some of those books, I mean, I've read, you know, uh, some of them and they, I mean, they're all, you know, the ones that I've read are very good. Now, tell me if you, if, if you did this, Mark, when you were reading, were, uh, did you notice that this, you know, how British English and American English, there are words that are spelt different? Did, did that, like, make your brain want to explode when you were reading it going, okay, no, you're spelling it wrong. Oh, no, wait, that's the other way to spell it. I'm, I'm sort of used to that because, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of period stuff and uh, that I read and uh, fantasy and stuff use that older English style. And so, so you see a lot of words there. Plus, I mean, I, I grew up on, on British TV, so, so I'm also – uh, used to some of the words that we don't normally use that True. are in the print, but it it it, it is a little off throwing sometimes when you see a word, especially the words that they they sound the same, they're used the same, but there's just like one letter difference can can yeah. throw you off. Right, exactly. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so let's let's 
you know, go from some bad news into some breaking news. And, you know, some people may say this is bad. Some people may say it's good. Some people may be indifferent. But we found out yesterday that Peter Capaldi will be leaving at the end of 2017. So, Mark, you're our guest on here tonight. You go first. What say ye? Oh, I'm 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 gonna be sad to see him go. I'm really hoping for a great season because I don't think he's been able to uh, really really show his his full potential as the Doctor in the in the last couple seasons. So I, I really hope he gets to stand out just really strong in this season as his last season. Um, my I, I love him as an actor though. He he does a really good job. You know the writing could be a little better, but <laughs> he he's he's a really good doctor. I, I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed seeing him portray the doctor. All right, Clarence, what say ye? Yeah, I mean I'm gonna have to agree with Mark, but you know I love Capaldi as a doctor, but it's just things around him that ruin it for me, and I just think. He hasn't had the right opportunity to shine, although he's been fantastic in a bunch of episodes. But it's just things like the and me and Mark have talked about this before, like the the guitar and the uh, the the sonic shades and things like that. Just just make him some parts of him get on my nerves because it's just like they're they're doing these things that aren't necessary and make the doctor more cheesy than cool in my opinion and it's just kind of i don't know i just hope he gets good episodes this season and you know i think we may be getting rid of him a little too soon i would love to see him have at least two more seasons to me just just you know three and out is a a bit too soon it's 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 gonna be a rough change too because i mean we're not only losing uh, Peter Capaldi as a doctor, but we're also changing hands after uh, after this. So, yeah. so you're gonna have a lot of change. Um, but yeah, no, my, my my favorite part with uh with Peter Capaldi as a doctor was that episode where they're on the spaceship and he's he's having to read the cue cards uh, to try to try to get the whole human emotion right. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember which one that was. Uh, is that is that that was when they were in? Uh, oh, that was the one where it was like before the after the flood or before the fall or something. I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you're before the flood. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, so let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this: Do we think that this was um, something that he chose to do? Or something the BBC chose to do. Well, I mean, if you listen to the uh, the, the broadcast, now I mean, it was broadcast on uh, BBC Two Radio Two. I mean, he says he was asked to stay, and he chose to leave because he didn't think he would be able to give his his full uh, fullest to the show uh, if he kept going. Which I'm not sure what that means, but by his own words, he says. It was his choice. What do you think, Clarence? Um, you know, I would have to think that of the amount of scrutiny uh, someone who portrays the doctor will re- will receive. And, you know, I can't even begin to imagine, you know, if the show is not as fun as it used to be or if the show ratings are not as good as they have been in times past, what kind of 
pressure that could put on an actor. And, you know, although Capaldi has, you know, from the very beginning shown his showed his love for the character, for the property, for the history of the show. Man, I, I, I feel like in a lot of ways he's been catching a lot of flack, you know. Him becoming a doctor was a distinct change in uh, mostly in age in in the nature of the character from what we've had from, you know, uh, Matt Smith and Tennant. You know, he's he's much older, uh, but, you know, he, he's, he's as playful in a lot of ways. But, you know, you're moving away from that kind of heartthrob persona that. Doctor Who had for those years and you move into a totally different style and maybe that alone was a lot for fans to grab grab on to grab along to and and actually start to love which you know we've had some I mean I think of of uh heaven sent you know that I want more episodes like that of Capaldi um again I just I just don't think he's had a true chance to shine as he could all right so let me let me add this you know what because uh, i've asked you guys the questions and i've not answered myself so do i think he made the decision or did they make the decision something tells me i think it was a little bit of both and the reason i say that yeah. is he has uh made reference before and something that i've read to the demands of being doctor who not necessarily um, you know, the demands of what you said, which, which were valid, Clarence, about how if the ratings aren't well, that's on your back. You know, you're the, you're the one that's the doctor at the moment. But as in regards to, he is the oldest actor since William Hartnell, since the very first one. Yeah. To be the age that he is. And just because they are not filming at a certain point doesn't mean that they're not publicity here. Because this is all the you know around the world that they are having to go here, go here, be on this tour, be on that tour, and I'm sure it's pretty darn exhausting, as well as the physicality of you know some of the things that you have to do, the stunts, the running, etc., and so forth. So, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like it might be that, but I I still in a lot of way a lot of ways think it's more centered around where they have built up the character over the last 10 years and, and the big departure he is from those other characters that you had. Um, again, like in his mannerisms and humor and playfulness, he is kind of in line with those characters, but look, I think that does play a huge role and it makes me think, where will they go with the look of the next doctor? Are they going to go for somebody older or will they try to dip back into having? All right. Well, let me add this. And then I want to see what Mark thinks, if he agrees or disagrees, you know, you, you, you know, you've made reference to, you know, the changes that they've had or, you know, not giving him his due because of either the writing or whatever. And, now, I know you are a big fan of Clara, that she was your favorite companion, et cetera, and so forth. However, a lot of the issues that I had with the Capaldi 12th Doctor came not from Capaldi 12th Doctor, but with Clara being a holdover from the Matt Smith Doctor, the 11th Doctor, and then it was, oh, well, no, you know, they kind of had the flirtation a little the friendliness and then oh no 
you know, now she's got, uh, you know, she's got Danny, Danny Pink. Then, oh, well, no, now she, so it was so much Clara focused that you didn't have doctor focus. And I, I don't know, I, just the dynamic, I think if you would have had Bill come in or another uh, companion come in at the time when Capaldi took over, I think this whole yeah. back and forth would have been different because you wouldn't have had the how are we going to deal with Clara issue. And then you had the Clara's leaving. No, she's not. Clara's leaving. No, she's yeah. not kind of yeah, thing. horrible. So what do you think, Mark? Uh, I mean, so w- w- with Clara, uh, well, I-, I liked Clara mostly – uh, she was, she was, she was hot. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no, she, I, I didn't think she was bad. Uh, she, they did focus on her a little more than, uh, they did the doctor at times, but I don't know. I think, I think Clarence actually hit it a lot with the age. Now being a fan of the older series, the age did not bother me, but, Several of my friends who only had the, the, the new series, especially several uh, female friends, were not happy with with the look of the of the new of Peter Capaldi's doctor and the age. Uh, I loved it. I actually thought that was a great change. And it was one of the reasons why I was so acceptive of them is because I, I was glad to see that that older, more mature doctor with less of a, a, a love interest thing going on, you know, I've not been a big fan of the love interest with the doctor. So having a, having a more mature doctor, I really liked it, but I do believe it did alienate a lot of the newer fans. Yep. I agree. I agree. So he's staying until Christmas. And I think one of the reasons that they went ahead and announced it is since we now know that April 15th it will be the premiere, something tells me that they wanted to get ahead of leaking any names of any of the episodes in case, you know, some of the names of the episodes lead up to maybe a two-part regeneration, meaning it starts in the finale and it ends, you know, at the uh, Christmas episode. So we know that my favorite villain slash villainous will be back in season 10. So any speculation as to how the doctor may say goodbye and regenerate? Uh, I am, uh, I hate, I almost hate that it's going to be a Christmas episode that he, that this happens in just because the last couple of Christmas episodes have been so depressing. I was actually hoping (laughs) for a happy Christmas episode, this, this next one. Uh, but as far as how they do it, I, I have no clue. I mean, that's, I try not to speculate too much on that stuff because I want to be surprised. So, you know, it's, it's something I definitely want to watch for and see and see if they hint to it in the series, but I don't want to make too many wild guesses. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of there too. So Clarence, what do you say? Yeah. I mean, I agree. And it's even harder to gauge now that we've had kind of this soft reboot since we're having Bill come on and, and, you know, it's going to be a new adventure for him. And, you know, I, I really don't know what this season will bring. So, um, I just hope they do it right. But you know, you they, know what? They 
it almost makes it a little bit more exciting in the fact of you know you're building to something. You know there's a gener- regeneration coming. And on top of that, you've got this new um, companion that you're about to meet. So, you know, you've got, you know, you got that excitement building. And, but, but let me ask you this. Do you guys see Bill as a one-season companion, or do you think she may stay on past this season? I think they need to carry over something for the new yeah. uh, yep. seasons. Because I do remember, um, you know, in 2010, when we went from, you know, the end of time part two, and you see, you know, Geronimo, and then the next thing, even though he's crashing at the beginning, you had a new doctor, you had yeah. a new, new everything. Uh, everything. And I remember yeah. actually... Um, thinking whenever I watched it, it was like, okay, this just feels like a different show. <laughs> Didn't even feel like, you know, it was, you know, it was like, wow, this is so different. This is not, you know, my tenth Doctor, Doctor Who. This is so different. And then, you know, within a, you know, five or six episodes, just like, okay, cool, everything's cool again. But I just remember it was a very stark contrast. And so, um, Mark, I think you're right. You need to have that carryover, and you know, even if Bill leaves shortly thereafter, it, you need to have a little bit of carryover. Well, I've always liked that interaction after a regeneration between the companion, because you know, there's even a personality change whenever he regenerates, and and that companion is always like having to try to figure out, okay, this is this is the same guy, but he's got a different face, and he doesn't act totally the same yeah <laughs> so so it's always that that shocked factor and that look on that companion's face i think that always uh leads to some interesting stories and some interesting screenplays uh whenever there's a regeneration and, and on top of that you know usually in that first uh episode after regeneration and they played up this some in the you know since 2005 but mark you know go back to um Castrovalva, where he's in the the zero room for the pretty much the entire uh, you know story, and they they're basically wheeling him around in in this box wherever where they went. Um, so you you know there's there's so many variations of how they do the regeneration story or the post regeneration story. So I agree, it is nice yeah. to be able to see the difference. And and I wish. I, I wish that we could live in a day and age. I know it's just almost impossible with the internet and people coming to sets and taking pictures and all this stuff. But I would, I would like to live in an age where we didn't know and it just happened. You know, of course, I've talked to you, Cal, about y- y- episodes and you bring me on to who and, you know, I'm just thinking of the, the shock and awe of, of the end of that first New Who season and Bad Wolf and all this stuff and seeing the regeneration I totally didn't know coming was coming and 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 also Dave intended I don't want to go you know I totally didn't see it coming because I I didn't know I was watching episodes for the first time and you know after I finally got caught up it seems weird that you know these this regeneration coming up and the last one I knew when it was going to happen because they talked about it and it leaked so much prior to the event actually happening. So I would hope that with this new 
uh, direction and, and new uh, production team that maybe we can get a regeneration where we don't know is coming. I know I think this kind of surprise the surprise of television. And it's kind of a letdown when you kind of know it's coming in advance. Yeah, but I don't think with this being as mainstream as it is now, I don't think unless the Internet goes away <laughs> that, that that what you just said is possible. I mean, yeah, it's probably you know. true. Hey, man, Jon Snow came back in. Oh, boy, somebody, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. Hey, he would make a good doctor. No, please God, no. See, then, then they could bring <laughs> no back, and then, and then they could bring back his uh, new companion. His new companion would be me, Mayor Me, a shielder. Then oh, you could man. say, "Where have we seen them before?" Uh, all right, so I, I'm I'm going to uh, ask one more proverbial question here. Um, new doctor. And, and they, they're already speculating here. And you know what? It, I'm just curious to ask the question. Is the new doctor going to be a man or is the new doctor going to be a woman? Uh, it, I, I, I'm hoping for for a man. Like, I don't know how <laughs> well I could handle that much of a change. It's just, I don't know. It To me, the doctor persona has always been a man and I, I know that i don't i'm not trying to be sexist so i don't want to sound <laughs> watch your words here <laughs> but but i but i, I prefer a male doctor i, I it, it's what i i'm hoping for all right clarence what say ye? um i think not having a male doctor would vastly change the dynamic of the show but we have said said that we're getting a new uh, direction, a new uh, uh, production team. So um, I don't know. Um, I think it would be interesting. I think it may even be interesting to have a, a doctor of a dis- different race, you know, um, but I don't, I don't know if they're ready to make that jump. <laughs> you know, I, I, I <laughs> think, <not> win. <laughs> I, I think you will have a doctor of a different race before you will have a doctor of a different uh, sex. You know, you know, yeah. before they change, I think you would have a doctor of a different race before you would have, you know, the doctor be a woman, which is ironic that I'm sitting here saying, oh, well, I just love Missy. But on the flip side, <laughs> you know, knowing that that's the master, that she's yeah. the master, but then also saying, but I still want the doctor to be a man. Yeah. So you guys, have you been throwing around any names in your head yet? I, I can't really think anybody who I know would be a good doctor right off. Uh, but anybody? I, I have none. I'm... I have none either. You know, um, I, I know they had mentioned Idris Elba, you know, the last time, you know, I think even when uh, David Tennant left. So which actually makes me pose this question. Um you know, from the day of the doctor where he says, uh, you know, I never forget a face. And then the caretaker <laughs> says, I know you don't. And in the years to come, you might find yourself revisiting a few, but just the old favorites. Any old favorites? Did anybody? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here, here's my theory. We're going to have some huge timey-wimey event, which is going to. Uh, upset the regeneration cycle, and every two episodes are going to have an old doctor come back and play <laughs> the doctor for a little while. 
Well, here's a speculation, and I've said this either on this show or on Podshock. I'm not sure. But um, I know I've said this somewhere, and that is uh, Chipnell right now is currently finishing up or has already finished uh, production on the third and final series of Broadchurch, starring David Tennant. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> just saying. So as, as much as we love Tenet, um, I think the ship is sailed. <laughs> so you don't see uh, the 13th? <laughs> Instead of Tenet, the 13th? Uh, no, not so much. I don't know. Mark, what say ye? Uh, I, I, I don't think they're going to pull back uh, like that now. Mm. You know, I'm 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 curious. I, I don't think so either. But I think at some point, I think they will. And I, I would be curious to see whoever that actor, whoever he she may be. I would be curious to see if they try to recreate this first time they were there, or if they try to take the role in a completely different gener- you know regeneration or different direction and you know just because they look the same they could say okay well you know I've, the doctor's had all these experiences since the last time the doctor looked like me so and I don't look the same anymore so I'm going to play it totally different than the last time I was here so who knows oh that would be so weird though uh. <laughs> yeah it would be weird kind of weird but, you know, what isn't weird is, Mark, we have had fun having you on. So tell it. So I hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself being on. Good deal. Good deal. So tell everybody once again kind of um, where they can locate the things that you do with Dice Junkies so that we can kind of direct them in your direction. Well, like I said, you can go to DiceJunkies.com. I mean, that's our website. It's uh, it's not very much, very well updated, but it does have all the links to the updated content. So uh, you can go there to get – also, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for Dice Junkies on there as well as uh, I've made a link that will redirect to the YouTube. You can just go to YouTube.DiceJunkies.com, and that brings you there. And, uh, you know – we we film uh, we we pretty much release uh, shows every every week so it's uh, it's fun we talk about geek stuff we talk about everyday stuff and put our geek uh, uh, twist to it you know we we discuss tabletop gaming and uh, as well as uh, PC games and stuff so it's it's fun uh, it's it's not for everybody if if you if if you are afraid of some vulgarity <laughs> I, I, I am not the cleanest mouthed person when I'm on my show I try to keep it clean on other people's show <laughs> so uh, so that just to warn you there but uh you know we're happy to have you check us out anybody that does uh, and, uh, you know, you can write comments uh, what you think of our shows when you're there and just tell them, uh, put in the comments that you heard us on Dice Junkies. I mean, all that. Discussing who. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you a question. And this is something that, you know, Clarence and I have had this conversation before offline, which is it takes a while for 
uh, me, and I, and I think he agrees with this. It takes you a while to get used to hearing your own voice and, you know, listening back to it in production or listening back to it just in listening. You guys, however, take it to the next level and you oh, do yeah. the video. So how do you get over or how have you or how did you get over the idea of, okay, I can go to YouTube and see myself, not, not only hear <laughs> myself, but see myself. How did you get over that? Well, I was there, so I just don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, like I, 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 so when I I go through and I, I do I do very little editing, so I don't have to watch uh, uh, too much of it. Uh, I throw uh, that. Not, I mean, we like the show to be raw. You know, we we just it's a straight cut. We don't tend to cut scenes, and you see this a lot in YouTube where people cut scenes and try to make the perfect cut. You know, we're just a bunch of geeks just and, and gamers just geeking out and talking about stuff and, and having fun and hoping people enjoy listening to us. Um, I, I do. It is hard, though. It's it's hard to listen to yourself and, and it's hard to watch yourself. I mean, I don't even like being in front of a camera. You know, I mean, most of my childhood is not photographed because I refuse to be in front of a camera. But, uh, you know, so many people... In, in our past have enjoyed our conversations like we'd go out to bars and start talking and we'd start having people gather around us to listen to us and it was like all right i gotta find a way to to put this out there for more people because apparently people enjoy it and that's we're just having fun and hoping we're doing something that people enjoy you know cool and that was a, just fyi that was a very good answer <laughs> All right, oh, so, yeah. so Clarence, uh, you know, I think you guys had a new episode of Tech Petition come out. So, tell us what that was about and how they anybody could find us or find. Oh you. yeah, you can just you can just go to techpedition dot com. That's t c h p d i t i n dot com. And our last episode was about the Nintendo Switch event. So check that out. But I want to actually talk about. Um, the new episode of Relativity Relativity Podcast, episode three, in which we learn Sophia is perfect. So uh, check that out. That's a that's a that's a good episode. That is Lee's adventure, and yeah, I just had lots of fun listening to that. And yeah, um, it continues to be a great story. And I just anybody who loves radio drama, if you don't, you just like a good story. Just go check it out, and it's loads of fun. And hopefully, we have a, a and, new episode soon. Yeah, and the I, good thing just, is, you don't have to. It's, this is not a thirty-minute drama. This is a story. Just to, to not give anything away, it is a story of two characters. One is set in one location. Another, uh, it is a space opera, and one's in another location. And it's the interaction between these two and the the uh, individual episodes are around, you know, 10 minutes long. So, I mean, you can quickly listen to this on your way to work, uh, you know, on your way home. And I, I, I agree with you, Clarence. The third episode actually was where I'm starting to try to speculate, you know, what's going on here and yeah. uh, form stuff in my mind of, ooh, ooh, I think I figured something out. So. I, I'm looking forward to the next one. If, if nothing else, Doctor Mason will keep you laughing. So, yes, he will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he will. All right. Um, so, tell us uh, how can people find discussing who? Uh, yeah, it's uh, at discussing who on all the popular platforms: uh, Twitter, 
uh, Facebook. That's uh, at Discussing Who. You can go to our website, DiscussingWho.com, or leave us a voicemail, 805-850-DWHO, or send us an email, uh, DiscussingWho at gmail.com. All right, good deal. And you can, you know, anyone listening can also find me on Doctor Who Podshock. We have been a little slow in the last year of, or in 2016, of getting some episodes out. We knew that there was no new Doctor Who, so uh, we had some other things uh, going on behind the scenes. We had some schedules, so, um, kind to coordinate everyone. But we have got a new episode coming out anytime now. It's in post-production, episode 338. Uh, we are doing the uh, review of The Return of Dr. Mysterio. And, of course, you know, 337 was Lee's uh, perfect favorite episode when we did The Moon Base. And if you have any idea why 337 is Lee's favorite episode, uh, check it out and you'll find out and shoot us an email and say, hey, you know, now I know why that was Lee's favorite episode. So episode 337 and 338 should be out any time of pod shot. So there we go. Well, Mark, thank you again for coming on and talking about Capaldi and remembering John Hurt with us and talking with us. And Clarence, as always, it's been a pleasure. And I think with that, we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.